This is Influencing Insider, the weekly webinar that interviews Australia and New Zealand's best journalists about how they like to work with communications professionals. To view our complete library of episodes and register for the live shows, head to influencing.com forward slash insider. Hi and welcome to Influencing Insider. I'm your host, Mike Woodcock. If you're new with us today, Insider is a weekly interview program where we speak to journalists and editors and find out a little bit more about how to get in touch, the kind of stories they cover and the kind of audiences that they engage with. And today's guest is Kirsten Galliott. Kirsten is Head of Content, Travel and Luxury Medium Rare Content. She's also the Editor-in-Chief at Qantas Magazine and Travel Insider. She's here today to talk audience, content and connection. Welcome, Kirsten. Hi, Mike. Good to be here. Nice to meet you too. Thanks so much for spending some time with us today. Um, with so many titles and so much ground to cover, uh, I'm sure you're quite busy. So I, I do appreciate you taking out 15 minutes of that time to spend Absolute with us. Absolute pleasure. It's always fun to talk travel. So let's let's just look at that for a minute. Um, so with travel, um, how, what does your day look like? Because as as We've just looked at you do cover a bit of ground. It's luxury, it's travel, but there's a travel theme running through it. How do you divide your day and how do you balance everything out? Oh, look, I think for me, it's mostly about we have obviously a very rich content content ecosystem. So we have the magazine, we have the website, we run events, you know, we're doing a million EDMs. Um, I'm obviously working back with Qantas all the time. So there's no, you know, I know everyone says there's no typical day. There's no typical day. It starts very early. It ends very late. Um, but for me, it's probably just always about checking in on the team um, and making sure that everyone's on track um, and, you know, we're doing our absolute best for Qantas, um, you know, all the time, making sure that we produce beautiful, high-quality content that really speaks to our audience. Let's talk about the audience just for a minute. Um, how would you describe the audience for Qantas magazine? Um, highly affluent, so one of the most affluent audiences in Australia that you can reach. So we obviously we have a bit of a broad church with the magazine, so many people flying, you know, we know that the numbers are absolutely enormous again, that, you know, that hockey stick we all dreamed of has absolutely come back. Uh, but when we create the content, um, we're really looking at that sort of those regular flyers, that more front end of the plane. And I don't necessarily mean business class, although a lot of business class passengers um, read Qantas magazine, but it's very much those people who are sort of doing that Sydney, Melbourne route all the time. Um, the actual readership of the magazine is more affluent than the average Qantas passenger. So that tells you the kind of people who are picking up the magazine um, and who we really want to target. Okay. Um, audience numbers, roughly a day, a week or a year? It, it depends on, you know, flights, um, you know, pre-COVID, we were sort of, you know, 1.9 million domestic passengers every month, 2.3 million, um, including international. Um, numbers are a bit all over the place at the moment, but as you probably heard, that domestic market is way back to where it was pre-COVID and beyond. Um, and we're seeing international really picking up now. So we print um, 100,000 copies of the magazine. So, you know, we're one of the biggest magazines in Australia. Very much so. Very much so. Um, let's have a look at the um, the actual content itself. What 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 distinguishes Qantas content from from anything else? 
Oh, look, I think we made a very deliberate decision. You know, we've been running this magazine for Qantas for nearly eight years, believe it or not. Um, we made a very deliberate decision back in 2015 that we would really target the interests of the passengers. So obviously travel is at the core of everything we do, um, and that's obviously number one. But these passengers, they're um, heavy C-suite, so we have a very robust business section in the magazine. Um, we obviously have style and design. Um, food and drink, again, it's such a you know, reason for travel, um, so that's a very core part of what we do as well. But we just want to make sure that we're talking to all those passion points of the customer. So business, style and design, travel, of course. Food and drink, yeah. And anything that's new, you know. And, I mean, obviously we're talking about the magazine here, but, you know, we have, you know, a website that has, you know, 2 million page impressions a month. Um, so all of our content is obviously hosted on the, the, on the website as well. Um, and we're obviously creating, you know, rich, you know, SEO-driven content um, deliberately for the website too. Let's have a look at deadlines just very quickly. Um, I've, I've got a print background as, 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 as well, so I tend to think in terms of getting it to the printer, but um, obviously you've got deadlines around, around the emails and you've got deadlines around the website as well. So what sort of deadline schedule are you working to? Oh, look, there's, you know, there's a deadline every day, right? Um, that's the fun of it, don't we love that? Um, mm. So for us, obviously with magazine, we work really well ahead, so... We're working on the April issue now. We're about to put that to bed. Uh, we plan out well in advance as well. So I've, I'm working, I'm finalising the F24 plan um, for um, the magazine and our content themes, I guess you would say, for the next year. Um, but, yeah, daily, daily um, deadlines for the website. Um, and we can do anywhere between two and five, sometimes six EDMs a month. So... Um, Two is the absolute minimum. Generally, it's around four to five. Um, so we're always we've always got dead, um, mediums on the go as well. Right. Yeah. Tamara's already asked um, share guidance on lead times for magazine and web. So we've sort of looked at that very briefly. Um, how do you source content? Through our amazing network of journalists all around the world, um, we have a you know obviously during COVID um, we kept publishing through COVID. Uh, so we kept the magazine alive. There were no planes in the air, but we uh, sent 40,000 copies of the magazine directly to Qantas's top frequent flyers at home. So that's how we kept publishing um, throughout COVID. And obviously during that time it was, you know, a bit of a truncated magazine. It probably wasn't as you know, heavy and, you know, I've just got the, the March one here. It's pretty hefty. So, um, you know, obviously that shrunk. So we um, really, really want to give back to um, our writers. Um, we tried to stick with as many writers as we could during COVID, but now that travels back and we're back to those big book sizes, um, we're making sure we, you know, reward those that coterie of writers who have supported us. Um, and now we're reaching out to some, you know, writers who might not have written for us for a couple of years. Um, but we, uh, we, we come up with original ideas about the kind of direction we want to have for travel for a particular month. Um, then we'll work back with our writers um, to make sure that we've got different themes and we're covering, you know, obviously the hot areas around the world, the, the places everyone wants to go to. Um, we're very data-driven, so we look at, you know, what's trending, um, what people are searching for. We work with honesty as well to find <laughs> I do, and I think I'm so sorry about this. No, it's great. I love it. One moment. Thank you. That's the COVID life, right? Um, what was I saying? Uh, we are very data-driven as well in that we work on, you know, routes that they, they have that are, you know, performing, you know, 
brilliantly going gangbusters, but also sometimes routes that, you know, might not be performing as strongly and might need some, you know, people to understand a bit more about it. Um, when Rome launched for Qantas um, last uh, July, we were obviously doing, you know, a big push in the lead up to educate customers um, that Rome was um, coming on board and you could fly direct. That is, that. that's one of the most exciting things, that direct flight to Rome. Um, uh, we're starting to catch questions from folks on content and sharing content. So I might just run, run through some of those. Um, Kathy Guns asked, would love to know if you'd like to receive any updates on new travel guides and guide-related lifestyle books. Uh, yes and no. I mean, we, we tend to, we probably don't really publicise guides per se because we have our own writers um, mm. in the field who we use. Um, but, you know, we're always open to finding out what's going on. Okay. Um, and what's the best way to share story ideas of that type to you? Is it direct email to you or have you got editors, uh, editors that you work with? Yeah, I've got um, quite a, a, I mean, I've got a very strong team um, who have different um, areas of expertise and look after different sections of the magazine. So to be honest, um, the best way is not to email me, um, but it's to email one of them. Um, so um, I have an amazing content director called Ginevra Leake, who's joined us just a month ago. Um, Faith Campbell um, is Deputy Content Director um, and Natalie Riley is our Senior Content Editor. Uh, Christina Ray is our Digital Editor. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'd love to know their individual emails, but I'm not going to ask you to rattle those off for us now. We'll do a little bit of research and share those with our audience a little bit later on. So thank you for, for sharing those names. Um, Sebastian's asked, what kind of business stories are you interested in the most? Is it profiles? Is it longer features on specific trends? Um, you've mentioned the data-led research, so I, I imagine that data is important to you. Um, and lastly, do you have an editorial calendar or define a theme before each issue, depending on the news agenda? Yeah, so um, I don't tend to share our editorial themes um, only because, you know, they're for us and we don't want our competitors to know what we're up to. Um from a business perspective, does he mean business content as opposed to travel content? Yes, business content. Longer features on specific trends impacting businesses, um, data-led research, that sort of thing. Yeah, so um, with our business section, um, it's very much tailored to the C-suite, so it has to be of relevance to that audience. So we've just done a huge story on B Corp certification and why that's important for companies. Um, we do CEO interviews every month. Um, I've just... Got off the um, phone this morning from um, the CEO of Blackmores, who was fabulous. Um, so it's really just about making sure that it's really that high level um, and it's, you know, pertinent to the C-suite market. Makes perfect sense. Um, skipping over that, people want to know your content themes in, up, up in front. I can't, yeah, that's Sorry. fair. Uh, <laughs> Lucy Ridge has asked, we'd love to know if you have an editorial calendar available. Which yeah, so same thing. So I just, I don't share. Yeah. Um, only because we want there to be a surprise when people get on the plane um, and or come to our website and find the content theme for that month. Yep, that's fair. Um, Sarah's asked, the mag is also very aspirational for those of us that aren't flying at the front end of the plane, business classroom and C-suite. How thoughtful are you of the affordable through to medium experiences products that you feature in the magazine? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, it's obviously something that's quite pertinent for us, um, particularly now with cost of living. Um, having said that, the one thing that we're really seeing with travel is that people are prioritising travel and travel spending above other things. I mean, during COVID, obviously, 
we all, you know, really deeply understood just how much travel enriches our lives. So I think that there's certainly a section of our audience that is not struggling with cost of living pressures at the moment. So we obviously want to keep talking to them. We are a luxury title. Um, but having said that, it is important to us to make sure that we do have other more affordable things throughout the magazine. Um, and so, you know, I guess this is a bit of a spoiler alert, but I will obviously be doing an issue that's a bit more what I like to call economics. So you can still have beautiful travel experience without, you know, blowing every dollar that you have. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, if you look at the journey itself um, and if you've got your eyes open, you can have, you can pull so much out of the experience of travelling. Um, Sarah's asked, further to Sebastian's question, do you have a view on the business verticals your readers are most focused on? Is it tech? Is it finance? Is it health? Is there something that people lean forward more on? Uh, no, look, I think for us it was really interesting during COVID when we went to the home, the 40,000 homes, because that audience was obviously very, you know, it was the, the top tier um, platinum, platinum one and platinum frequent flyers. So for us, our business content really got a big push during that period. Um, we obviously being associated with the Qantas name, it does mean we do get access to incredible CEO talent. Um, we do events as well, uh, reader events um, where we, I'm doing an event next month um, with, um, you know, the head of the Diversity Council and Paul Zara, um, and Tim Fung from Airtasker. So I think, you know, that business piece is important um, and I think that there's a certain part of the audience that really does lean into that. But, look, our core is travel. It will always be travel. People are on a plane or they're coming to the website because they're searching for travel. They want to find out, you know, where they should go, what are the new experiences, you know, what's something that is going to make me want to travel again tomorrow. Yep, understood. Um, okay. Now, Justin Menaguzzi has asked, how does social media, photography and video fit into your ecosystem? Oh, yeah. um, and would you want this material from a contributing writer? Yeah, very good question. Um, obviously, social really important to us. Um, we uh, contribute to Qantas's Facebook, but we don't uh, control it in any way. That's very much a Qantas in-house um, mechanism. Uh, but we do have a Travel Insider um, Instagram handle, um, and we're doing quite a bit more with Reels. Um, obviously, for us, you know, the last year has been about scaling back up. Um, you know, we were pretty decimated during COVID. I'm not going to, you know, gild the lily. It was a very, very hard couple of years for anyone who worked in travel. Um, but I think for us, it's really now social is really back important to us again. Um, so are we looking for con contributions? Uh, we're probably doing most of that in-house at the moment, but certainly uh, for 2024 financial year, that's something that we're looking at and focusing on. Okay. Um, Deborah Iverson's asking about gift guides. Is that something that you fold into your thinking when you construct an issue? Not really. Um, I mean, we obviously have a little bit of product throughout the magazine, um, but it's not really a focus for us. Georgie Robertson's asked, um, is there any scope for rural and regional in the magazine or is it very yes. much international focus? No, very much. Um, I mean, as you probably know, um, a lot of um, a lot of people who are based in Australia are still really wanting to travel around Australia. There's still, there's still people who don't feel quite ready to travel internationally again yet. Um, so we very much want to be speaking to that audience. Um, it's really that regional piece is really important to us. Okay, sounds like Georgie needs to reach out to you on behalf of some of the clients. Uh, Robin Holmes asked, you mentioned you have a pool of writers. Are you open to pitches from freelancers who are not regular contributors? Uh, yes. Um, I think you'd have to 
to us that, you know, I mean, we do work with best riders um, yep. in Australia and internationally. Um, we, uh, we look after our riders. We do want to make sure we're working with people we know and trust, and that's really important to us because, you know, you're not just writing for a magazine or a website, but you're representing the Qantas brand as well, and that's something I take very seriously. Yep. Uh, so we'd want to make sure that you, were, you know, had the absolute top quality, you know, attitudes and, you know, the same values that we have basically. That makes sense. Um, Sam asked one of my questions that I've got written down here for me. Uh, he asked, what makes a good pitch? Uh, from a PR or from a writer or from both? From a PR, yeah. From a PR, I would say, I mean, look, it's the, you know, the obvious, right? Like know the title that you're pitching to and understand it. Uh, understand where something that you're pitching might fit in and why it's relevant um, you know, I'm reading this book about called 4,000 Weeks at the moment. I'm sure you've, you've heard of it. It's about how we all only have 4,000 weeks to live. And it talks, oh. sounds, sounds a bit dark, but, no, it's about making the most of your time and, you know, the things that you don't worry about anymore. Yeah. And uh, one of the things, you know, the author goes into in quite a bit of detail is about, you know, emails and the fact that anyone can contact you from anywhere around the world now and get your attention. Um, and that has, you know, that has a lot of challenges because, you know, I can't even begin to imagine um, or even guess now how many emails we're all getting every week. So for me, it has to be, I have always prided myself on getting back to people. Um, I've always been really good at that all through my career. But to be honest, the volume now yep. is such that if it's not, if it's not a personalised pitch, if it's just something that's being given out to everyone, I'm sorry, I, I don't respond anymore and I can't. Yep. And I know that sounds really harsh and I hate, I hate even saying the words because it, it feels awful to me. It doesn't go doesn't feel like a very kind thing to do, but um, there's just, you know, there's fewer people, there's more work to do and um, the volume is just um, out of control. I, I, I heard somewhere that an average journalist these days gets something close to 100 pitches a day if they're any sort of public-facing. Um, uh, if I add it up across our group, um, it, would, it would probably be 500 a day. Like yeah. it's crazy. So... Personalise it, make sure it's focused nice and tightly. Um, video, photos, is, is is multimedia, does that help things stand out for you or not? Not really. For us it's about is the idea original? Does it speak to our customer? Is it, yes, as it, is it personalised and is it targeted? Like is it, you know, I noticed you haven't done a story on this uh, new accommodation that opened in the Yarra Valley two months ago, um, you know, this is why we think it's perfect for your audience. Um, this is what we can offer you if it's a PR offering a Famil. Um, we'd love to work with you across, you know, print, digital. Um, you know, if it's if that if that if that, I get a pitch like that, or one of my team members gets a pitch like that, we will click on the link to have a look at that accommodation. Like we don't need to see huge big photos there and then. Perfect. Um, Justin's asked to write a pitch to you, one of your team, or all of you together. Um, I would find I would find the person to pitch to and pitch directly to one person. No, there's nothing worse than getting everyone all getting um, individual emails or a pitch all together. Okay. And we'll dig up those contact details for our audience at the end of this. So yeah, thank you. Good journalists and good PRs. I've given you the names. You should be able to find them. We'll go looking. Um, Thank you so much. You've spent a lot of time with us. I, I don't have a lot of time for a, a lot more questions. So if you do have a question that I haven't got to, please feel free to ask it. 
Um, I do have one that I do like to ask everyone, um, and that is what's your favourite story that you've worked on? What's something you look back and just go, I really enjoyed producing that piece of content, writing that story, meeting that person. Just what's something that stands out for you? Look, Mike, I'm sorry. I'm such a person who looks forward. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are, like, I'm really excited about all the stuff we have coming up because I'm really knee-deep in planning at the moment. Um, I guess I, if I had to look back, I would say we did a um, very different magazine last November called The New World where we talked about what does the new world look like from a travel perspective, a food perspective, a design perspective. Um, we had a beautiful artwork on the cover by Luke Scaveras. Uh, it was something very different that we haven't done before um, and it caused quite a splash and uh, we did it across all of our verticals. And, yeah, it was that was something different, I'd say. But, yeah. yes, I'm looking at FY24 and what surprises we've got coming up. Okay. All right. Um, is there anything you want to share with our audience while, while we're here about upcoming? Oh, well, I hope that everyone's travelling, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I'm always open to feedback as well. Like, you know, we get people pitching to us all the time, but I'd always, I always love to know what you think, what you don't like, what you do like. Um, that's something that I'd be very, you know, keen to get direct, you know, emails about. Okay. What can um, we do better? Like, we, all, we want to get better every time. Like, that's, that's the, the core for us is how can we always keep improving. That's a great goal. Uh, last question will be from Deborah Iverson. How best to fit pitch a freelance travel article? Uh, look, it would be the same, um, same as any pitch. It's about coming up with that absolute angle, really selling it in. You don't have to write the whole thing, but it has to be pretty evocative. And you have to, if we don't know you, we have to get a sense of your writing style and how you would fit in with our tone. That makes perfect sense. Kirsten, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. I really appreciate it. Um, I love that you guys are so forward looking, especially with your content. Um, and thanks so much for joining us today. Well, it was my absolute pleasure. Thank you very much to everyone for all the questions. And um, yeah, I hope you're all out there traveling. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye now. Thanks so much for joining us today. That was Kirsten Galliott from Qantas Magazine. Please join us next week where we'll be speaking with Army's Head of Weekly Titles, Claire Isaac. I hope to see you then. Until then, bye for now.